Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this Kensington Unitarian Sunday gathering online. Welcome to our congregation members, to visitors and friends joining us today, and to all of you who may be listening to or watching this service on YouTube sometime in the future. Though we choose to keep a physical distance for everybody's well-being, yet we can still create a sense of togetherness here in a community that encourages us to be ourselves, to be who we truly are. Knowing that we're accepted here just as we are. Whoever we are, however we're feeling this morning, whatever is going on for us in life right now, we're here to remind one another that we are, each of us, okay, just as we are. So let's take a moment to have that message sink in. We are okay, just as we are. Let's breathe that in. And as we breathe out, we might want to let go of any feeling that doesn't support that message. Let's breathe in the acceptance and breathe out any doubts that we may have about our worth, about our value here in this world. And as we breathe in that warm sense of being accepted just as we are, let's align ourselves with all that we hold to be of greatest worth. The spirit of love itself, filling our very being and whispering to us an inner message of acceptance and welcome. And so our chalice flame is lit this morning. It's our symbol of a Unitarian community the world over. And the oneness of its light reminding us of the one light shining in all that exists. So let's focus for a few moments on this flame. And let's imagine a light shining within each of us and beaming out to a world so in need of its illumination and its warmth. And may its one flame remind us of one of life's essential messages. We are each of us enough. And so we move now into a time of prayer. The Buddhist teacher Sharon Salzberg writes that only love is big enough to hold all the pain of this world. So let's settle ourselves now in readiness, inviting the spirit of life and love to be with us all. In this world where people so often feel that they are not good enough, may we learn to value our unique gifts and learn to recognize the spark of divine potential in all we meet, including ourselves. 
May we learn to accept life's limitations and imperfections in ourselves and others and in our wider world. May we understand the value of being good enough, flawed and still okay. In this world where so many people struggle with shortages of money, of time, of food and clean water, of places to live and safe spaces, shortage of freedom, of love, of companionship, May we do all we can to write injustices that there might be a fairer sharing of this world's resources. May we truly understand how best to meet our needs rather than our greeds. May each of us find a peaceful place within ourselves where we can rest in the knowledge that we have what we need and that it is enough and we are enough. In a few moments of shared stillness now, I invite you to rest in this awareness of enough. And from a place of plenty, let us now direct our thoughts and prayers to places and people we know to be in need this day. We might especially think of the people of Hong Kong, whose democratic freedoms are now under such threat, and the people of the Yemen struggling to survive with so few basic resources. And we might pray for all those who are bereaved or who are very ill that they might be surrounded by love and the very best of care. And may love hold all the pain of the world in its embrace, this day and all days. Amen. And now let me hand over to Harold, who has this morning's reading for us. I'm going to read a few extracts from spiritual writer Wayne Muller's inspiring book, A Life of Being, Having, and doing enough. He advocates living in the moment, simplicity, sufficiency, and gratitude. We sometimes forget, he says, what enough feels like. Enough is a verb, a conversation, a fugue, a collaboration. It is not a static state, something achieved 
or accomplished. It is relational, by nature unpredictable, punctuated by wonder, surprise, and awe. It may feel dangerous and inefficient. It demands that we stay awake, pay attention to what is true in this moment, in our hearts, and make the choices always and only from that place. Then whatever we decide brings a sense of rightness and sufficiency, arriving with an exhale, a letting go, a sense that this here for now is enough. A life of enough is born in every moment, in the way we listen, the way we respond to the world, the way we see what is and tell the truth of who we are. Every single choice, every single moment, every change of course can bring us closer to a life of peace, contentment, authenticity, and easy sufficiency, a life of being, having, and doing enough. Eventually, in life, we must learn that nothing, no thing, or person, or relationship, or fortune will ever belong to us. It is all on loan. But here is the rub. Love, kindness, generosity, companionship, joy, delight, happiness. These are all beautiful, precious gifts and blessings that grow in the very same soil from which we harvest sorrow, pain, loss and heartbreak. The greater our heart's capacity for joy, the more we will learn to truly bear our sorrows. Here is the final thing we must know. We carry within us a fierce grace that will not be extinguished, does not break, cannot ever leave us comfortless. It lives in us. This life force, whatever it is that allows a blade of grass to push up up through concrete to reach for sun and warmth, this lives in us. This is what we are made of. If we trust in this impossibly resilient capacity to bear all we are given and recalibrate our speed in such a way that we allow ourselves to feel the searing, burning loss of something or someone precious, and we can stand passionately and honestly before one another and offer our most deeply, impossibly suffering hearts, fearless, honest, loving kindness. And it is from this shared kindness, born of our own sorrow and loss, that we find with and for one another in shared loving companionship, some tender budding fragrance of enough.
Thank you, Harold. So it's time now for our meditation. So let's take into this spoken meditation a short statement from the Tao Te Ching where it is written, they who know they have enough are rich. There are going to be some words of um, introduction, um, suggestions of ways for us to relax our bodies and our minds, leading into a couple of minutes of shared silence together, which will end with Eric Sati's piano piece, Junopidi number three. Sati's music, if you know it, you might agree, is a fine example of less being more. His notes are sparse and space. They create a, a place for us to imagine, I think, a space for us to simply be. So we'll have about six minutes altogether for this meditation. So do get yourselves as comfy as you can, perhaps softening our gaze or closing our eyes or focusing on a candle. Paying attention to the quality of our breathing slowing our breath down, softly deepening it, breathing down into our belly, and I wonder why your body feels a bit stiff today. Let's lovingly ease those places. Make gentle adjustments that help us relax. Perhaps imagining tension working its way out of our bodies into the floor or the chair where we're sitting. And in these few minutes of shared silence followed by music, let's use the rhythm of our breath to ease our bodies and soothe our minds as best as we're able with that Taoist idea that they who know they have enough are rich.
Here in Britain this week, the problems of bringing a society out of a lockdown continue to fill our news broadcasts and newspaper front pages, don't they? Our government has an unenviable task of encouraging us all back into economic activity after months in which many of us will have existed quite happily, I think, on significantly reduced expenditure. So I'm very grateful to the Chancellor of the Exchequer for making some of us laugh with an exciting offer of £10 off a meal in August, but only on three days of a week and no discounts on alcohol. Now maybe laughter can help us see the shaky and the unsustainable foundations on which our economic system is based. The title uh, for today's service, Embracing Enoughness, came from the Franciscan teacher, Father Richard Raw's writings, and I'm grateful to him for a reminder of just how unhealthy our current worldview is. I quote, most of us have grown up with a capitalist worldview which makes a virtue and a goal out of accumulation, consumption and collecting. It has taught us to assume quite falsely that more is better, but it's hard for us to recognize this unsustainable and unhappy trap because it's the only game in town. I produce, therefore I am. I consume, therefore I am, might be today's answer to Descartes, I think, therefore I am. These identities are all terribly mistaken but we can't discover the truth, he writes, until we remove the clutter. Our culture ingrains in us the belief that there isn't enough to go round, which determines most of our politics and our spending. Words from Richard Raw. Enough. It's only a little word, but if we heard its message clearly enough, it could tell us all we need to know about how to live sustainably on a planet with mostly finite resources. Enough. Enough. It's only a little word, but it can provide such a helpful counterbalance for all of us who have absorbed messages from childhood that love and approval and positive regard are conditional. That idea that we must try to try to do better, try harder, do more, be more, have more, if we are to gain the love and approval we yearn for. It can take some of us a lifetime, can't it, truly to take in and believe that message that we are good enough, just as we are, with no need for endless striving or for painful self-criticism. And I reckon that most of us have some particular area of life where, where we doubt our own value, a quiet, sometimes shameful place of seeming self-knowledge, where we feel that we have failed or are failing, where we imagine that we are somehow less than all those around us. Imagine for a moment, each and every one of us in this world experiencing the restfulness of knowing that we are all right just as we are that there's nothing to do, nothing to prove, nothing to change, 
nothing to strive for. We're all right, just as we are. Wouldn't it be great if we could just all fully absorb that message and then send it back out as a message of peace and ease to the people around us and out there in the busy streets, to people struggling with life in so many ways. A message of it is enough. We are enough. A message that could sink deep into every heart, reminding us that we're all inevitably imperfect, that our lives have so many loose strands, and that aiming for good enough is a high enough ambition for most of us for most of the time. And yes, we know other truths, that our world contains some people who are not okay, people who have fallen from grace and are causing great trouble for others. We know there are people who think far too much of themselves and cannot understand how that damages themselves as well as others. And we know of the many people the world over who are struggling to feed themselves or their families, people who cannot pay their bills. The aching gap between rich and poor in our world surely is a crime that involves us all. And our loving hearts ache for those in need, those in trouble, and for all those who experience more hidden hungers, yet just as real, aren't they? Hunger for companionship, the hunger for touch, the hunger for meaning and purpose in life, the hunger for kindness, the hunger for freedom. I wonder what hidden hungers you are particularly aware of within yourself or, or within those you know and love. But surely most of us carry those hidden yearnings, some of which we are aware of and we know them only too well. While other hungers, they, well, they hide their face from us, don't they? And yet they unconsciously direct our behaviors, our ways of being, our habitual natures. And what is now required of us, living as we do on a crowded planet? Well, what is required, I think, is that we temper our desires with other motivations. With Mahatma Gandhi's words to encourage us, there's enough for everyone's needs, but not enough for everyone's greed. We can examine our lifestyles and we can make adjustments in response to environmental imperatives that become daily more urgent. We can counterbalance our unconscious appetites with a very consciously chosen path of self-awareness. We can sit with an aching sense of loss or of not being or having enough. And we can befriend our yearnings rather than being frightened of them. For some of our yearnings, well, they may be signposts that could guide us forward in life indicating what we want to head towards next. And yes, sometimes our yearnings cannot guide us towards new choices. Sometimes our yearnings are the necessary regrets that assail most lives at times, especially, I think, as we get older. And in that state, may we find comfort from sharing those regrets with others and in knowing that we're not alone. 
as Wayne Muller wrote so beautifully in Harold's reading earlier on. And it is from this shared kindness, born of our own sorrow and loss, that we find with and for one another in shared loving companionship, some tender budding fragrance of enough. Let's all of us embrace the enoughness of our lives this day. Amen. Well, we've come to the hymn singing moment now, when we can all sing out really, really loud, safe in the knowing that our microphones are muted, Jane has promised me. Be assured, we're not going to hear one another. Today's hymn, Come and Find the Quiet Centre, has so many useful reminders for us all about making space and clearing clutter. I think you'll like the words. So I suggest you just sing out really loud alongside the Unitarian Music Society who made this recording. The words are going to be shown on the screen and it's sung to a lovely old um, folk tune from the island of Lewis in the Outer Hebrides. And, and it really is actually fine if you just would rather listen rather than sing. announcements now. Um, 
My thanks go to Jane and Janine for all the extensive background work today, especially Jane for your rapid development of editing skills. So we can all now watch these services again and again and again on our very own Kensington Unitarians YouTube channel. Thank you also, Sandra, for your um, lovely piano playing today. Much appreciated, all of you. And it has been a pleasure to see you all here today, even if we are on a screen rather than in person. We'll be back here again next week for a 10 a.m. service here on Zoom. And you're also very welcome to join us for our uh, Tuesday morning coffee morning and our poetry sharing session on Thursday this coming week, part of our Thursday at three activities. Get in touch if you would like to join any of these activities. Um, Jane, I think you mentioned that uh, we'd very much like to take a photo right at the end of the, will that be at the end of the music, I think. Um, so don't rush off if you, and if you want to um, just um, uh, mute your video, uh, if you don't want to be photographed, but it'd be lovely to have a photo of you all. Um, like most organisations, we've had a serious dip in our finances and now we have a very easy way for you to donate online on the front page of our Kensington Unitarians website. And thank you to all of you who've given a donation or taken out a, a monthly standing order. We're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by Handel's Trumpet Fanfare. So I invite you now to select gallery view on your screen now, if you can, so that we can all see each other for our closing words. I extinguish our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. I send the light of this candle out into the world that we might all learn that we are enough just as we are. Let's take a moment to look at one another, breathing in an awareness of the others here with us this day as well as connecting in thought with people who could not join us. Breathing out a loving appreciation of one and all. Ramdas writes that our whole spiritual transformation brings us to the point where we realize that in our own being, we are enough. So in the week ahead, let's remind ourselves of that message and let's remind one another that each of us is good enough just as we are. And let's remember to examine our yearnings from time to time and use them to guide our ways of being in this world so that our human community might live more sustainably for the greater good of all life. Amen. Go well, everyone. And blessed be.